This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 2-0 winners at Stamford Bridge showing Chelsea just what champions are made of. Mane at the double, Fabinho at the back and Thiago Alcantara at the centre of everything as he made his Reds debut. I'm Guy Clark. This is the post-game podcast courtesy of the Blood Red channel as we react to Liverpool making it two wins from two in the new Premier League season, setting the pace for the rest to follow once again. Coming up, we'll hear how Jurgen Klopp's feeling after another win. I am very happy and I don't know if I have to compare happiness so I was last week very happy and I'm this week very happy for different reasons, maybe part of my eight board games. The Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst has his say on Liverpool's new centre-back option. The Brazilian midfielder was flawless alongside Van Dijk and didn't give Timo Werner a sniff. Plus our regular contributors have their say on the new boy. You get the feel, you get the instincts of when you see a player and he's, as soon as he's on the ball he's got that little touch, he's got that little bit of invention, he's got that little bit of class. I think I've seen him play 45 minutes in a, in a Liverpool shirt and I'm already besotted with him. That ability to find space as well is just, is just crazy insight analysis and opinion all to come right here on the post game podcast the post game podcast on the blood red channel Sadio Mane then proving whatever Mohamed Salah could do on the opening night, he could equal down at the bridge and there as ever for the echo was our Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst Liverpool have made the back-to-back Premier League wins with a 2-0 win here at Chelsea this afternoon. Um, the game's decisive moment, perhaps, uh, on the cusp of half-time as Andreas Christensen was given a straight red card after taking down Sadio Mane as he went clean through on goal. Uh, the referee, Paul Tierney, initially gave the Dana a yellow card before checking with the VAR monitors, something the Premier League officials have been told to do a lot more frequently this season. Uh, and after consulting with the video uh, monitor, uh, out came the red card and Chelsea played the second half uh, with 10 men. Um, it was a game that initially saw Fabinho drafted into centre-back alongside Virgil van Dijk owing to the fact that Joel Matip and Joe Gomez are both injured. Um, but the Brazilian midfield there was flawless alongside van Dijk and didn't give Timo Werner a sniff. Um, Werner, the new £50 million Chelsea signing, of course, perhaps tried to pull onto the Brazilian and, and uh, expose his frailties at centre-back. But uh, Fabinho stood up so well to it and kept them quiet throughout. Um, Liverpool opened the scoring in the second half when Sadio Mane capped off a fine team move and he headed home Roberto Firmino's cross. Um, and the Senegalese international scored the second when Kepa, the hapless Kepa it must be said, um, he basically tried to clear the ball, got caught out and uh, Mane made it 2-0 and doubled Liverpool's advantage. Um, of course, the uh, a perfect afternoon was uh, soured slightly by the the news that Jordan Henderson didn't make it out for the second half with a, with a thigh injury, limiting the Liverpool captain's performance in this one to just 45 minutes. But on came uh, Thiago Alcantara, the new £25 million midfielder from Bayern Munich, to give Liverpool fans a glimpse of what is to come over the next four years following his arrival from Bayern Munich earlier this week. The Spaniard uh, in midfield was flawless, uh, loads of um, fantastic passes. He's got such an expansive passing range and he put that to good use throughout. And Liverpool, in the end, uh, uh, cruised to a comfortable 2-0 win. Owing with the fact that Alisson Becker's penalty save from uh, Jorginho um, after Tino Werner was fouled by Thiago. But other than that, um, other than that plot on his copybook, it was an excellent debut for the new uh, £25 million midfielder. So Liverpool march on, two in from two. This was a, a massive statement uh, early on in the Premier League title race. And uh, they move on. It's Lincoln City in the Carabao Cup on Thursday night before a hosting uh, against Arsenal a week on Monday. Liverpool 2, Chelsea 0. 
Two wins from two for the Reds then for a third consecutive season. They simply are relentless. Sadio Mane the star with the two goals, but plenty made of Fabinho showing in defence and Thiago's debut off the bench. More on all of that to come. But let's now get to what Jurgen Klopp made of the action, speaking with the media, beginning with his assessment of the match. Against 10 men, probably. So, um, I, I, we know that it was a different game in the second half, obviously. But I liked our first half already. Um, I like the way we tried to find solutions to play. I like the, the the way we took a, a difficult game. And um, so that was already good. And I was ready for a very positive halftime talk with a few, showing a few pictures where we could have done differently, but we have to move um, like quicker, pass quicker, pass easy and stuff like this. Um, and then, yeah, the red card happened and that changed obviously the game. So, and um, we came in and Hendo said that he probably got a knock and but wants to carry on. I said, no, we don't take any risk. And then we had to make the decision. And yeah, and decided for Thiago because it was now, again, even without training against uh, against 10 men, he's then pretty much the perfect player on that position, I would say, um, because he just wants, you saw everything he did today was completely natural. It was not all perfect, but it was natural. So the passes he tries to play for, they are natural and so that it's good. Really good, nice, clean sheet. Ali saves a penalty. Um, Thiago debut. Yeah. If Hendo has absolutely nothing, it's a perfect day. What did you think of the sending off? And would it would you have still won had it been eleven against eleven? What would you have done with them? What did you think of the What did you think of the sending off? And would you still have won had it been eleven against eleven? <laughs> oh, I, I I saw the the, the sending off only in the situation. I see Christensen's arms around Sadio. So I thought in that moment it's a sending off, to be honest, but I could, but I didn't see it back since then. So if you saw it differently or have other opinion, I have to respect that. Um, would we have won it? <laughs> Who knows that? And how I said, I liked, I liked our game in the first half. So I thought we, we, we could win it, yeah. But if we would have, I don't know. Hey, thank you, Jeremy. We've got uh, John Cross followed by Ian Abrams and then uh, Joe Prince Wright. But John Cross next. Uh, Jürgen, can I just ask you about the, the, the two goals, really? We know what a wonderful player Sergio is, but the first goal is a beautiful team goal, isn't it? The second goal, the way he chases down the ball after giving it away, what, you know, does that, sh does that say everything that, you, you know, there is to say about Sergio and his work rate and, and what he means to this team? Yes, it says everything about Sergio. It says everything about the team as well. So I, I love that because we have these situations um, quite a lot that we, that we, that we chased the goalie and um, he and then was close I think first half Sadio was really close um, to, to block it there already so he just had to do it yeah, that's I, I love it if, when we get the reward for these kind of situations and that's yes you are right the first goal was a, was a nice piece of football um, everybody involved pretty much um, up from passing the ball through putting a cross in and Sadio comes in front of his man, so really difficult to defend to go and gave the game the right direction. Does it underline the hunger within the squad? For today, yes. But that's exactly what we have to show all the time. That's that's how it is. That's what we wanted to show today. Um, uh, because uh, it, it, for us, it's really important um, yeah, that we, we only have to convince ourselves, or not convince, maybe it's not the right word, but we only have to show ourselves, okay, it's us. And I saw us today. I saw us playing football today, and I'm completely fine with that. I loved it. 
good, good win today. Can I ask you first of all, I thought when the sending off happened, you turned around to some of your substitutes not to get them to applaud the fact that there's a, a player being sent off. I thought that was a great bit of sportsmanship. Is that not what happened? But it was not one of my subs. It was another another member of staff. And I, gave him, I told him already what I think about it and that it's good with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. But in a moment, yeah, that's nothing I want to see. That's true. And finally, I guess that you're much happier tonight than you were last Saturday. Not because you haven't got the same three points, but you, as you mentioned there, the clean sheet. And Alisson in the second half had very little to do, but the penalty save and then the save at the end from Tammy Abraham, he stays switched on, doesn't he, for the entire 90 minutes? I'm very happy, and I don't know if I have to compare happiness. So I was last week very happy, and I'm this week very happy for different reasons, maybe part of my late both games. And yes, um, Look, we went 2-0, um, could have scored more, didn't, and then the game is open. So then we, we, we produce a penalty. I'm not sure um, if I would have given it, to be honest, even when a completely neutral situation, but okay. Um, and then uh, another save, Ali has to make another save. So this is a proper team performance. Everybody had to work hard. We did, and we deserved the three points, and I'm overly happy with that. Joe, and then Kieran to finish. I've got no other hands up. So after Kieran, that'll be the Joe first, then Kieran. Hi, Jürgen. Hi. So firstly, Thiago, to go back on his performance, is this one of the main reasons that you bought him for these qualities in a situation where teams are sat back deep defensively and he can help dictate the tempo of the game? And secondly, what did you think about Fabinho's display? Because he slotted in very nicely at centre-back today. <laughs> I don't know. We, so we, we, we signed we signed Thiago for for different reasons, and only one of it is um, against deep defending sides. So like to live, yeah, we, we we improved in that department a lot. Uh, um, I have to say with with all the players who were already there before. But yes, it's something he it suits him. It's 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 natural to him. So I like that. That's of course it's good. Um, but um, yeah, so it's one one of a lot, one reason of a lot. And Fabinho, yes. Um, if Sadio wouldn't have scored two goals, I think Fab would be a proper contender for a man of the match. I loved his performance. He played outstanding. Um, and yeah, helped us obviously a lot with the ball and in defending as well. So yes, proper performance. And Kieran to finish. Last question as it stands. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi, Jürgen. Uh, you talked about recognising your own team today and, and showing yourselves, but... How important was it to show the rest of the league as well? Because there was a lot of expectation coming in today. A lot of people talking about Chelsea, the money they've spent. Can they be a, a real contender? But it was a very dominant performance, even 11 v 11. Thank you. You're the first who mentions that. I always have the feeling I'm the only one who saw it. <laughs> no, it's true. I like the performance a lot. And that's, I don't know, we are not playing against for two things, like three points and showing everybody. Um, uh, you better be uh, ready when we arrive or whatever. That's not that's not us. So the next game will be incredibly difficult immediately for, for their own reasons because Arsenal is obviously flying and uh, since a few months already. And uh, really tough. But for ourselves to, to just that we that we feel the way we play with adaptations, with improvements, with development made us successful and will make us successful if we really put throw it pretty much consistently on the pitch. And so this Chelsea game away will be for the next 500 years one of the most difficult games you can ever play. And um, 
and it will become even more difficult now when um, for Chelsea all the things settled. Um, that's clear. But um, so for today, it was difficult enough for us, but we did it, and I'm happy about that. Jurgen Klopp reacting to the 2-0 win over Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Let's now, though, get to some of our regular contributors. Alex Watt and Ross Strachan to come, but first up is Lauren Black. An overall solid team performance from Liverpool today. Um, I don't think I can pick, pick any wrong moments from, from this squad today. I think the whole team looked good on the ball right from the get-go. Um, I think... In the first half, it could have gone either way at times with both teams having a fair share of the ball and opportunities up front, but Liverpool came out in the second half and completely dominated the entire game. Um, besides the penalty incident, Chelsea didn't really have that much of a sniff in the second half in terms of chances. Um, you would definitely describe Liverpool's performance today as perfect, as perfect because there wasn't one moment where I felt under pressure or uneasy. Um, total domination from us against a Chelsea side who have so many phenomenal players and such a good forward line, um, but they didn't look in control at any point, especially in the second half. Um, there's a couple of players that you can give special mentions to. I think Fabinho deserves praise um, dropping into that centre-back role today. He didn't look out of depth once. Um, we knew that Chelsea would try and target him as the weak link on the side, um, but he handled one of the best strikers in Timo Werner with, with ease and he definitely deserves some praise today. Um, obviously, Sadio Mane um, thoroughly deserved his two goals and his, and his man of the match performance. Um, his first goal was a, a beautifully worked team goal that he finished off perfectly with a great header um, that Kepa had no chance of saving and his second goal was just a great... Great example of sheer determination to hunt down the ball and put the opposition under pressure, and he got the reward for it. Um, he's he's a defender's worst nightmare, and he proved that with the red card incident with Christensen at the end of the first half. Um, Christensen knows that he's not keeping up with Mane for pace, and he's not probably not one hundred percent convinced that his keeper can make it either. So he made the decision to make the foul, and um, yeah. Obviously, it worked out in Liverpool's favour for the second half. Obviously, then new boy Thiago gets a mention as well. Um, I think I've seen him play 45 minutes in a, in a Liverpool shirt and I'm already besotted with him. Um, he looks like a phenomenal player and he's going to be absolutely amazing in our midfield this season. Um, you wouldn't think that he'd only had one or maybe two training sessions with this team. He just waltzed in and against the Chelsea side that, you know, could have easily dominated today. Um, I was surprised at how much space they gave him and how much time on the ball they allowed him at times. Um, but that's what we want. That's how, how we're going to get the best out of him. And yeah, I'm really excited to see how he performs this season and how this Liverpool team performs. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast and cracking win. Today, I thought uh, Stamford Bridge is always a tough place to go, uh, regardless of who the manager is. Um, and yeah, we definitely saw improvements from the opener against Leeds and a big, big performance, I thought. It took a while to play our way in. Chelsea are obviously content to sit deep, not have as much of the ball, make it difficult for Liverpool, but... Once we came out for the second half, knowing that Chelsea were down to 10 men, there was really only ever going to be one outcome here. And it's another three big points. We know how tough this run is going to be for us at the start of the season. And I think this was another timely reminder to a lot of people that we're the reigning champions, we're the team to beat. And 
This is a bit of a statement against a team who some people have tipped to be title contenders this season. I'm not one of those, I have to admit, but also putting down a marker to Man City. You know, they have a tough opener tomorrow night against Wolves. We've already got six points on the board and... Yeah, it's been a really good week to be a Liverpool fan. You know, we're coming off a really great few days with the signs of Thiago and Jota, which almost came out of nowhere to an extent. And this felt like the team carrying that positivity, that momentum into this performance here. You know, we had that interesting change at the back. You know, Gomez and Matip were both um, unavailable with these minor injuries. Um, I felt for Matip a little bit with that because this maybe would have been his chance with Gomez out to stake a claim to be the starter alongside Van Dijk. Then he picks up a knock as well, so he can't play. So that must have been frustrating for him. But Fabinho comes in at centre-back and there were... Slight concerns over that, I think. You know, he's done a good job there before, but he's up against Timo Werner, one of the most exciting lethal strikers in the game at the moment. But we really needn't have worried. You know, Fabinho was fab, if you'll forgive the pun. I thought he kept Werner firmly in his pocket for pretty much the whole game. And to be honest, maybe this is why Klopp hasn't seemed too pressed to find a fourth centre-back, because this was a tremendous performance, I thought, at centre-back from Fabinho. You know... My other concern initially actually was more to do with us not having Fabinho in his defensive midfield position because we saw how that midfield trio of Hendo, Ginny, Cater struggled at times against Leeds in terms of controlling the game and tracking those runners. But actually, after this, I came out of this game thinking, you know, particularly the first half, wondering if Klopp might look at Fabinho at centre-back now, a bit more long-term, look at Henderson as the defensive mid. Then you've obviously got Thiago alongside Henderson to come in, maybe Cato as the third midfielder. I think there's quite a exciting proposition there, actually, where Fabinho might, might be looked at a bit more permanently at centre-back to create that midfield options. Um, we didn't obviously get to see Hendo and Thiago together just yet, but we did get to see Thiago come on at the start of the second half to replace him. Hendo picking up a slight thigh issue, apparently. Um, but it made sense to try Thiago in the sense that if there's a player you'd back to pick apart a 10-man Chelsea side when they're defending deep and you need to pick a lock, it's him. And straight away, you could see what he's going to bring to Liverpool, dictating the tempo, showing his range of passing. That ability to find space as well is just is just crazy. He just slotted in so seamlessly straight away. And he's barely trained with Liverpool yet. So imagine what he's going to be like once he's really ingrained into this squad in a few weeks. Obviously, a slight shame. He gave the penalty away, but I think we'll forgive him that, especially since Alisson saved it anyway. Uh, the Jorginho hop obviously has lost its power. Um, funny, actually, that after the Community Shield final, there was all that talk about whether Alisson's actually any good on penalties. And I think he uh, showed a, uh, quite a lot of people he still is with that save. Um, but yeah, what a debut for Thiago. You know, he's just world-class. It's so exciting to have brought him in. And for Liverpool to have that kind of pulling power now with obviously the manager we've got, the performances, the trophies we're winning, it's... It's beautiful to be able to attract a player like that. You know, I read a stat that Thiago today completed more passes than any Chelsea player and he only played for 45 minutes. So, yeah, what a player we've got there. Um, in terms of Chelsea, to an extent, they were obviously the, the architects of their own downfall, that bizarre error from Christensen after Hendo ripped them apart with that long pass and Mane was in. 
Uh, Kepa committed too early, but I don't think you should be. <laughs> you should make the decision to rugby tackle someone from behind to try and stop them. Um, very bizarre that one. Deservedly sent off after the VAR review. And then obviously you had the error on the second goal from Kepa as well, thanks to Mane's pressing. And again, obviously the other side of our performance today was great attacking performance. This weekend it was Sadio Mane stealing the show after what Salah did last weekend. They're obviously going to have their own running golden battle again this season and Sadio knew he had to play catch-up after Mo's hat-trick last weekend so uh, I guess off the back of this we should expect Bobby Firmino to get a brace against Arsenal next week that seems to be how the front three are going week by week so we'll see on that one but yeah just a really positive performance today and that game against Arsenal will be a fascinating one. Obviously, we've got the League Cup sandwiched between that, but I'd expect that to be a very youth-heavy lineup from Klopp. And I think with the Arsenal game, how the last couple of games have gone against Arteta's Arsenal, we've got a bit of a statement to make in that one too. So I hope we can carry this momentum into that game, keep the winning run going, because it feels like we're really playing our way into the season just in the two games you can see the improvements happening already and having a player like Thiago to come and we've got Jota as an option as well next weekend it's it's really exciting um and yeah I'm gonna go have another beer to celebrate uh winning Chelsea which is obviously a big deal in my household so cheers up the Reds it's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Chelsea v Liverpool game in the end very comfortable 2-0 win Liverpool Head and shoulders above Chelsea. Chelsea win at the races there, to be honest. I know Fat Frank spent all his money, his millions, his hundreds of millions on winning and mean, God knows who else. I thought Chelsea were quite poor today, to be honest. Obviously, the sending off at the end of the first half made a bit of a difference, but in that first half, Liverpool were the better side. Created the more chances. Very little from Chelsea, really. I think Chelsea's midfield and defence and keeper, to be honest, really poor. Yeah, they've signed a couple of players, but it's the same old Chelsea, isn't it? They're not good enough. They're sending off. Yeah, referees give a yellow. Fair play to the ref, fair play to VAR. For once, a right decision's been made. It was a stone-cold red card. He's all over the back of him. Last man in on goal. Red card all day long. See you later, Christian. And yeah, Chelsea had to make a change in the second half. Liverpool put Thiago on. I think it was Henderson went off. Maybe he had a little knock. But nice for Thiago to get 45 minutes. Obviously, give away, give away a penalty, which, in my opinion, was extremely soft. But, yeah, I don't want to get into that. And he missed the penalty, so that's great anyway. Allison, great save. Great keeper, obviously. But, Thiago, yeah, um, 45 minutes from my impressions. Obviously, he's a quality, quality player. There's a lot more to come from the lad. But you can just see... You know, you you get the you get the feel, you get the instincts of when you see a player, and he's as soon as he's on the ball, he's got that little touch, he's got that little bit of invention, he's got that little bit of class, which yeah, he's he's definitely bringing that to the table. I'm really excited about seeing him in the Liverpool shirt week in week out. Goal wise, yeah, we've won the game two 0 
Sadio Mane, the first goal's an absolute cracking team goal. Played that wide and you know, God knows how many teammates were involved. Sadio Mane had a what can you say about Mane over the years? He's been he's been a revelation with Liverpool and yet again today. Probably the main threat on the pitch. Really, really good. Second goal. Chelsea mistake. Kepper. Absolute shocking keeper, isn't he? Let, let's let's be real about it. What a terrible keeper. And as long as they've got Kepper in goal, they're not going to be a threat. Terrible mistake. Mane's on goal, finishes it, 2-0. Could have been, God knows what. I thought Liverpool were absolutely cruising that second half. It was cruise control, to be honest. Absolute cruise control. And for all the all the millions Chelsea have spent, they're absolute there's still no marks to me. They're not they're, they're not going to be in the mix. They don't register. They're not going to be in the mix for the championship. They're out of it already. So we had two games down, two wins. Yeah, first game was a bit tough, 4-3, but it's about getting the results at this stage. Absolute cruise control today, in my opinion. Chelsea, awful. Liverpool cruised it 2-0. You know, next game. Yeah, I think we've got a Carabao Cup game, is it, midweek? Obviously, it's going to be a lot of changes. Lincoln, like to see some of the youngsters involved. That I'm sure that will happen. But then it's Arsenal. I think it's Monday night, is it Arsenal? Another big test. They're, they're, they're doing well at the minute. But yeah, good start to the season. All positive. We've got the signings in. Can't wait to see Jota in the Liverpool shirt. Seeing Thiago now. Come on, Liverpool. Let's do it again. Ross following on from Alex and Lauren with plenty of plaudits for Thiago and Fabinho. There's going to be somewhat of a theme running through this podcast with plenty more on all of that to come. Looking into our Blood Red podcast Facebook group and Stephen Carey says, outstanding performance from the Redmen. Even before the sending off, the Reds were still in command. The forward play by Mane was incredible and goes to show we have threats all across the forward line. Fabinho man of the match, Virgil imperious as ever and midfield fluid throughout. Great game for Thiago to come on and into and showed he'll be a fantastic player for the Reds. Come on, you Red men. And Ibrahim Olalaid Arawolo says, good energy, first half. Fabinho was excellent. Mane always probing. What a weekend. Nice addition to the team. Onward, Reds. Thursday, we go again. Plenty still to come, though, here on Post Game. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Well, pre-game, much of the talk was about how Chelsea's new look lineup would get on against Liverpool's dodgy defence. And Chelsea didn't have their full range available with Pulisic, who caused us a lot of problems last season, out injured, and also Ziyech out injured. But they did have Kai Havertz, their £76 million player, who looked a really good player in the Bundesliga. Um, tall, rangy, skillful, good in the air and uh, a great shot on him available playing in a sort of a, a forward role but dropping into a number 10 and Werner who we were clearly linked with for most of last season and certainly for, for most of last season he was dropping very strong hints that he'd, he'd love to play for us but we ultimately couldn't get that deal across the line and yeah it was just an interesting lineup to see to see them against a, a, a kind of makeshift Liverpool defence really and a lot of the focus was on Fabinho um, dropping in um, at centre-back to cover for the injured Matip and, and the absent Gomez presumably through through injury but Fabinho was just magnificent for the game he was just brilliant he had 
um, a couple of one-on-ones with with Werner when 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 you were really worried about it in the first half, and he just coped with it brilliantly and nicked the ball off him, drew the foul or or, or won the ball. It was just, it just yeah, just an exceptional performance from a from a player playing in an unnatural position. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was, yeah, it was just great great to watch how how. How coolly he, he he dealt with it, really. Um, I thought um, on for, for for our team, I thought that Henderson was exceptional. Um, he really um, was knocking the ball about well throughout uh, throughout the throughout the first forty five minutes, and of course had the crucial through ball after the quick roll out from Allison during the first half um, when it was the one time Chelsea really committed players forward. He saw the danger. Played the long ball brilliantly, and Mane sensational run. Clearly brought down with what you know used to be called a professional foul. I was I was amazed really that that uh, that Christiansen wasn't sent off first time round by Paul Tierney, but um, he was advised to go over to to uh, to check out the uh, the screen by by the by the VAR ref, and uh, came to the decision that it was a that it was a red, and from then on it was always going to be an uphill battle. But even throughout that first half. I was really impressed with how much we pinned Chelsea back and they really struggled to play through us aside from those one or two occasions with with Werner but we 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 were just completely on it in a way that we kind of really weren't with uh, with with the Leeds game. The second half clearly 10 men it's always going to be difficult for for Chelsea and we were we absolutely bossed it. We were all over them. Um, we, we we were pinging the ball around. Obviously, we got to see um, Thiago Alcantara come on, and I just thought his range of passing. The the he just demanded the ball. He uh, it was just brilliant to see. Um, and it and, it, and he plays those passes that the rest of the team don't play. How, you know, we've got a a, a sensational midfield three um, over the last uh, couple of years. But they've never really played the risky balls time and time again, and Thiago did it and 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 pulled it off time and time again. Quick first time passes, no look passes, and and the positions that he was picking the ball up in from you know you know from the centre backs to also you know on the edge of the area. Obviously against against ten men, that's that's a bit easier, but he was just yeah demanding the ball, and he, he was just a, a joy to watch as he as he has been for his his career. And obviously Sadio Mane was sensational, um, brilliant, uh, brilliant first goal and great header after great work on the edge of the box and uh, a lovely cross by uh, Bobby Firmino, and just to, you know to, to nip in front of the defender um, who's obviously you know a foot taller than him and get that header away to to get the opener was crucial, and then the second goal was just lovely to see him play a, a pretty poor pass, give the ball away. He could see the frustration, but he just he just switches on, and then not only that, not not only does he switch on, obviously, and and win the ball back from from Kepa to to get the second, but every single attacking Liverpool player switched on. Firmino was directing play. He can see with his arm out directing. There was there was also um um uh, you know two other Liverpool players around the box. Salah was there. Um, I think Wijnaldum was was there also free just in case something happened. It was just brilliant, and I think the final word just for how pleased I was for, for for us to get the clean sheet from um the, the, the penalty save that I, I thought it probably was a penalty with Thiago running across but I thought that Allison needed that needed that penalty save really because uh, I'm not I'm not sure he saved saved one for us and uh, yeah just great to see that and then another great save later on as well so yeah a clean sheet as well to boot so yeah happy days this is Simon Donnelly LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo 
Liverpool have just beaten Chelsea 2-0 at, um, at Stamford Bridge and I would say that was a bit of an ominous message really. It helped us a lot that Chelsea uh, were down to 10 men. I think it was just on the stroke of half-time. But I thought we were absolutely dominant even before that. I thought Chelsea sat back and was were probably quite afraid of us. And I think it was probably only a matter of time that we scored the goal anyway. But obviously, going down to 10 men helps us, I think. Although often, traditionally, playing 10 men is quite difficult. But this is where... Klopp's genius, if you like, comes in and by bringing on Thiago Alcantara for his first game for Liverpool, there's the player, there's the key, if you like, that can unlock that 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 solid defence. I'm not saying he was the reason we won today, but the point I'm making is that Klopp's now got that in his in his arsenal for when necessary, because there's so many times over the years when we've talked about Liverpool uh struggling slightly to to unlock Teams when they park the bus. But now we've got players, I think you can definitely do that. So yeah, a real ominous a real ominous message to the rest of the Premier League. Play 2-1-2, beat Chelsea 2-0 away from home. I think it's Arsenal next, another tough game. Get a result there and people will be scared of us yet again. Brilliant result today. Welcome to the new boys. Come on, you Reds. Simon Donnelly and Matt Whitty there with their takes on the showing at Stamford Bridge. Richie O'Farrell writes in the Facebook group, Timo who? We've got Super Sadio, Magnificent Mohamed and Brilliant Bobby. Fabinho man of the match, Bost Werner the whole game. Great win, still managed to switch off for the penalty though. A much welcome clean sheet. I fancy us to beat Arsenal. We owe them one. That's why we are champions. You'll never walk alone. And Jesse Farmer says, Brilliant Reds. Any win at the bridge is one to savour. A much needed clean sheet and a warm welcome for Thiago. What a technician he is. With our new number six, Trent, Fabinho and Cater all on the pitch at the same time. The team's passing and technical ability is just lifted to another level. Roll on next week with Jota still to come. Plenty of excited Reds, and rightly so. Some more now in the form of Steve Dawson and lastly Owen Thomas, but not before we hear the thoughts of Sam Planch. OK, so the Reds go to Stanford Bridge, tough game. Uh, worrying about it beforehand. Seeing the line up and admittedly for Fabinho. Centre-half up against Werner with pace. Um, could be the thing that settles it. Um, how wrong was I? Um I think Fabinho was the best player on the pitch and he had a cigar out. I, th- I think, you know, he had a one-on-one with Werner there, timed it brilliantly, game intelligence, tremendous. And, you know, um, I think we've got probably the best centre-half in the world and Van Dijk. Then you've got Gomez with great pace. You've got Matip, who's a, a brilliant player when he plays, but Matip's not available enough. And I think that's a problem when you got three. I think first half was cat and mouse, but Liverpool transitioned the ball very well between it, between the lines without really creating much chances. We're still the better side. Um, I think they frustrated Chelsea. Second half, they you know they had the they had to send it off and they went to VAR and that. The, the thing is, it was a wrestling move. There was two hands uh, round the neck there, not just one. You know, and then Liverpool smoked blood second half and when I got a couple of goals, I loved the first goal. I think Bobby Firmino, he wasn't involved enough in the first half. He'd done a brilliant, intelligent one-two. Great ball. And Manny, when he ran in front of the defender, but directed the header right in the corner. Tremendous. And one of my favourite, favourite parts of the game 
was when Manny there, he played the ball through, which he lost, he lost the ball. But Firmino should have been more alert, admittedly. But he just had the will to just go, I'm going to go and get it back. And he went and got it back, rubbed it off the goalie, drilled it in. And, you know, that's great endeavour. And it's when the best players in the world, like them, have that endeavour in there. And this is where I think, I don't know much about Diego Jota, I've seen him a few times. And I think, you know, with the sign of come out of nowhere, really, we all thought we might go for the South and Watford. I'm probably glad we didn't because we don't want too many going to the, the nation's competition at once. But, you know, will Jota be a better fit for this team than Werner, even though Werner will score a load of goals for Chelsea? And there's no doubt he's a good player. Does Jota fit in better? Everyone doubted Salah when he first came, he fought big fee. When he failed at Chelsea, they said, and look at him, he's been phenomenal. And for me, underappreciated. And then, then Manny, you know, they said, oh yeah, he's done all right at Southampton, but that's a lot of money, that for Manny. Ah, Manny's the best left-sided player on the planet at the moment. So, give Jota a chance, you know, I think he works very hard, he's quick, he's young. And I think he could really add a, another dynamic. And then, the last thing I'll come on to is Thiago, I mean, you know, I've always liked the player when I've seen him, but he come on at half-time, and okay, it was ten men, but I think he had more touches of the ball than anyone. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't think when Aldo Marquita had done enough when they were on the pitch. But Keita's always unlucky to get hooked. He gets hooked every week. He gets hooked at 60. We're not going to see the lad on, uh, what the lad can do unless he starts getting a run. He gets hooked every game. When Aldo gets every game. Listen, I don't want to go in about when Aldo because um, for three or four, I've ne- since he really come, you know, I'm, I'm not as big as fan and I'm always in the minority of that and I always get a lot of stick for it but I think it's Liverpool that um, goes to the next level now and they start trying to change again because when you win the World Championship, when you win the European Cup, when you win the league, teams are going to come after you. Teams are going to play different against you. They're going to sit back against you. They're not going to give you any room because they've got loads of respect for you because what you want. So you've got to change something every year and Klopp's done that. This year it looks like he's looking, he's bringing Thiago and Jota in and he's probably going to ship the likes of Wijnaldum and Origi out. And even if them two stay, they'll probably be down the pecking order. And we might look, I mean, even though Thiago can play in the sixth role, like his number on the shirt says, I think Fabinho and Henderson sitting deep and Thiago further forward or unlocking the door for the front three could be a game changer. And then if we've got injuries and moving rounds like we did today with Henderson going off and Fabinho going centre-half, yeah, he can slip back because... We know we can do that role as well, but I think when at Anfield when we got the the bottom half teams in the league sitting back, I think he can unlock a door. I think for away from home, he can unlock a door. Thiago just then ten yards further up the pitch. But what a player! What a player! And I'm happy with the Jota and I'm happy with Thiago. And I must stress what what I touched on at the start of the the the, uh, the comments, and it was like you know. I thought Fabinho and Werner there, you know, with his pace, but do we need a fourth-choice centre-half? Maybe not, because cause what Fabinho can do, but but maybe because Gomez and Matip's injury records aren't great. So, you know, I'm glad to be wrong about about that one, because I thought Fabinho was a standout today. I mean, Manny scored two and was brilliant, but man of a match for me, Fabinho. Um, you know, I just, I've run out of words for, for Klopp and, and, and the way he's doing this with everything, because... He's doing it with a smile on his face and, and he and he's doing it with 
you know, he's just, he, he knows what connects the club. He, he's like one of us, but he's so much more intelligent than anyone than he makes out. And I think it's a real quality to have. So up the heads and uh, let, let's, let's go again for the next one. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's uh, big win at Stamford Bridge. What a performance that was. One of the tightest, most efficient, er- error-free performances I can remember from Liverpool in, in quite a while. And let's face it, we've had some good performances, haven't we? That was a really, really satisfying result. Coming into this one, I mean, what a week it's been for us with the, the two signings. And the more I thought about the Thiago Alcantara signing, having seen a lot of him when he was at Bayern Munich. But the more I thought about it and the more I read about it, I I did come to realise what a few people had concluded, that maybe we don't need a replacement for Dejan Lovren because Fabinho can play centre-back and we're quite happy for him to drop back into that position because now we've got Thiago who can play the number six position that Fabinho plays so well. So this this was my thinking during the course of the week. And uh, then when I saw the lineup today, I thought, wow, well, Jürgen's just cut through all the nonsense and gone straight to that plan. Of course, subsequently, I realised that um, our other three centre-backs uh, had slight injuries and that therefore his hand was forced. But this could end up being a, a, a good thing for us. Um, then there was a lot of talk before the game about how Timo Werner would, would target Fabinho. And, and that did start to worry me. A little bit because you know of, of our two fullbacks, um, Robbo is probably the best defensive fullback, and um, on the left hand side of central defence, Van Dijk is better than the other central defenders we've got. So if you're going to attack one side of Liverpool's defence, it would be our our right hand side, which is which is why we get a bit panicky sometimes when we play Crystal Palace because um, Zaha plays in that position and, and Timo Werner will break down the left at pace, and that also seemed to be. Um, you know, a genuine reason for concern uh, in this match today. But I thought Trent handled him very well, and Fabinho in particular handled him superbly. I mean, what a performance he put in at centre back. I think in the early moments, Hendo did a really good job in, for want of a better word, babysitting him. Great first half Hendo had, actually, all round. But he was clearly or seemed to me to be playing a little bit deeper than usual, just to make sure that Fabinho was comfortable there, just to provide a, an extra sort of a, um, level of uh, a defensive cover. Um, and then when Hendo came off at half-time uh, and, and on came Thiago, then, you know, everything I'd been thinking about before the game suddenly was was in place. And um, funnily enough, at half-time, I'd been having a, a WhatsApp exchange uh, with a friend of mine and, and I'd said that I didn't think we'd see Thiago until perhaps October with the possible exception of, um, Thursday night in the, in the Carabao Cup or whatever it's called these days. Um, I didn't think we'd see him because, you know, people need time to blend in to get used to, to get used to the team, the setup, the pace and, and the Premier League generally. But in he came and what a half he had it. He, he was, he was wonderful to watch, wasn't he? And now I just wonder whether circumstances have either sped up something that was inevitable anyway or have created something that, that might not have happened, but it could well happen for the, for the, the good of the club. And that is that Thiago will play the six and Fabinho will play central defence alongside VVD. I mean, he does look, no matter how good Joel Matip and 
and Joe Gomez are, and I've said many times how good they are in in these reports. But Fabinho does look to be certainly in the conversation for our our best right-sided central defender. And what a combination that would be, you know. And and it's great to have those two in backup if that is indeed the case, because Fabinho could well be needed in the sixth position from time to time, and he and he could also be needed at right back because he, that's where he plays for Brazil, as we know. Very valuable player to have in the squad, Fabinho. But yeah, Thiago was was a, a breath of fresh air, wasn't he? I I, I I I was watching him very carefully, as I'm sure all Liverpool fans were, and he he did the unexpected two or three times. He did he made a pass that I wasn't that I wouldn't say was typical of a Liverpool player in that position. Um, he tended to be more direct. He tended to push the ball forward in an unexpected way. He'd clip it in the air forward for a player to run onto rather than play a, a lateral pass to a fullback. Not a bad thing to do. Um, probably a very good thing to do. Those passes will come off from time to time. We didn't lose possession as a result of them. But he just changes things up, changes the pace, changes the direction of the play in a more positive way, which is a very good thing for uh, the coming weeks and months. He certainly wants the ball. He, he's not hiding by any means. He looks hungry for it. And he'll do the simple thing. He'll he'll move the ball along quickly. And um, all of that is is very, very good for us. So looking forward to the games that are coming up in the, the next few days and weeks. Um, not only to see Thiago, but also to see our other new signing. Uh, these are these are really good times. Loving the game today and uh, really looking forward to what's to come. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. At around the 68th minute, with his team trailing 2-0 and down to 10 men, Timo Werner was within three or four metres of Thiago Alcantara, with the ball rolling towards Thiago. Timo had been running at Liverpool players all game. Timo is known for never giving up. This time, however, as Thiago Alcantara received the ball, there was a tiny, minuscule slump in Timo's shoulders, and he just couldn't be bothered to chase. Sure enough, Thiago played the ball in one touch to a teammate, and it would have been utterly pointless to try to win the ball in that situation. Now, I don't know if Timo Werner watches reruns of the 1980s British darts-based game show Bullseye, and I don't know if you, the listener, are also aware of such a show. In it, there was a particularly sadistic segment when unsuccessful contestants, who had been throwing darts under enormous pressure, were forced to watch the special prize that they had just missed out on being revealed in front of the contestants' eyes from behind a curtain. Perhaps it was a speedboat. It was often a speedboat. And the pain in the contestants' eyes as they watched the speedboat that they could have won and parked in their garage in the Midlands... The pain that they felt was excruciating. So I just wonder if Timo Werner watches Bullseye. If Timo Werner, in that brief moment 
sort of existential crisis, was thinking in a thick northern accent that I can't pull off and I apologise for even attempting. Here's what you could have won, Timo. Owen wrapping up this edition of the post-game podcast, following on from Sam and Steve with their thoughts. Don't forget the Blood Red podcast will be with you on Monday afternoon with even more analysis from what the Reds have pulled off in the last few days, whether that be in the transfer market or, of course, the win down at Stamford Bridge. We'll be back with the post-game podcast on Thursday evening after the Carabao Cup third round tie with Lincoln City. Keep an ear out for all of the podcast offerings in the meantime across Blood Red. And if you get a chance to do leave us a rating or review wherever it is you listen to your audio on demand. But surely there's only one way we can end this edition of post game. Here's what you could have won, Timo. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.